Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Am I tall enough? I'm not pretty enough. I don't know enough. My house isn't nice enough. My stomach isn't flat enough. I'm not saving enough. I'm not making enough. My goals aren't big enough. I'm not thin enough. I'm not doing enough. I don't have enough followers. I'm not making a big enough impact. Am I a good enough mom? Should I be doing more in my career? Should I already be married? If you struggle with the belief that you're not enough, you are not alone. Hey, my name is Shalene Johnson, and today that's what we're talking about here on The Shalene Show. And we're gonna break it down. We're gonna talk about why this feeling is more common in recent years for many of us than ever before. And then I'll take it one step further and I'll give you an action plan so you can change this. By the way, if you're new here, if you wanna like see the video, cause a lot of times people do wanna see the visuals. It's kinda cool. I think we do a really great job over on YouTube. So I wanna invite you to swing over there and check out the YouTube video. But if you do watch the YouTube video, you'll notice like I'm always in a different environment. And that is because my husband and I have been traveling now for, I think it's almost been like nine months. and. Currently, we are in a, a beautiful hotel in Cabo San Lucas, where we just spent the last four days. It's been amazing. And then we're going to go back to Southern California, where we will spend the holidays with our family. And then we'll be off to traveling again and spend a little bit of time in Miami, Florida. Yeah. So if you're interested in like all the personal stuff, I typically do a personal episode like maybe once a month but I do one every single week on my Patreon. So if you're interested in that, I'll put the Patreon link below in our show notes. All right, so let's get back to you, to us, feeling like we're not enough. I've talked to dozens of therapists and counselors and, and people who specialize in mental health, and almost all of them say that when people come into their office complaining of anxiety, complaining of depression, complaining of just like things not going right in their life, one of the most common universal complaints and beliefs, negative beliefs that people have is that they're they're just not enough, you know? And so many of us struggle with this. And I wanted to understand why is it, even someone like myself, like I've, I've always felt like I was enough, but I would, if I'm being completely honest, in recent years, there's times where I, I get this like, I don't wanna know if it's, it's like, a, it's not a panic, it's not an anxiety, but it's like this feeling that like, I'm supposed to be doing something. I'm supposed to be doing something more. And it's usually when I'm looking at social media, I'll look at someone's social media posts or too many people's social media posts. And I just feel like I'm not doing enough in my business. I'm not doing enough to make an impact. I don't have a cute enough outfit. My background on YouTube isn't good enough. My lighting isn't good enough. Like you just do this whole comparison. I really wanted to understand why it is in recent years, even the most confident of people find themselves struggling with these feelings that they're not enough. And here's what I found. It's probably no surprise to you, but I just wanna bring it into your consciousness that one of the reasons why we feel this way is because we consume so much social media. Now, if you're of a certain age where we remember what it was like to not know what everybody was doing, you had no idea what your friends and family members were doing or what they were up to until you got their Christmas card. Do you remember those days where you would get this like really long, like four page letter and somebody, usually the mom had told you like what everybody was doing, what they were up to. And it was like a brag letter. 
You know, it's like, oh, Susie got into Harvard and Johnny just accepted an, a new position at IBM and my husband and I, like, it was always a brag fest, right? But we didn't have social media, so we couldn't keep up with the Joneses. And if you didn't want to read that letter, you could just throw it in the trash. Also, that letter rarely included like day-by-day -day photos and videos and highlight reels of a person's life. Today, we're inundated. People's accomplishments, achievements, and their glossy highlight reels are in our face every single day. People's achievements are on display with a number below it that tells you how many people saw it and liked it. There's no context, there's no backstory, there's no realism, there's no behind the scenes. We're just seeing people's highlight reel. And it is a natural process for all of us to compare. Even if you're a very confident person, you can't help, but you, you look at other people's content and you go, okay, well, I didn't do that. I'm not on that vacation. I didn't get that many likes. I don't have that same car. I don't live in that nice house. You can't help but do a comparison. And it's not even a jealousy thing. We do comparison to figure out where we are in the world. And the problem is because of social media, we are forced. I shouldn't say forced. We're inundated, I should say, with just every time you swipe, every time you tap, every story you see, every feed post, every reel, it's more comparison. And when we see the achievements and accomplishments of others, when we see the life that other people are living or that we assume that they're living, we can't help but compare ourselves to that and measure our own success and decide like, are we doing as well as they are or are we below them, right? And, and again, it's all perception because who knows how things have been edited? Who knows how things have been scripted? Who knows how things have been perfected so that people look a certain way or appear a certain way, but it's inevitably, you're going to see that type of content, especially if you're inundated with it because the stuff that performs the best is the stuff that's the most beautiful. Like you just posting your regular house on your regular street in your regular neighborhood is not going to get thousands and thousands of likes. But somebody who posts this beautiful mansion with floor to ceiling, like 30 foot glass windows and beautiful rain dripping down and a fireplace in the background, this beautiful mansion, like that's going to get thousands, maybe millions of views. And that's what you're seeing in your feed. So you can't help but feel inadequate. You likely feel like you're not enough because the weight of your potential, the pressure, the sometimes self-imposed, sometimes societal pressure that you feel to reach a certain potential is real. And again, a lot of this has to do with social media. A lot of this has to do with TV, just all the media, all the information, we have access to what everybody else is doing. And so therefore, whether it's self-imposed or maybe it's a family member, you just feel like I could and should be doing more. And because I'm not, then therefore I must not be enough. You're also aware of your own abilities, your talents, your skills, your desires, your experiences. You're aware of all these things. You're also aware of people who don't even have a fraction of those things that you have. And it looks like they're doing exceedingly well. It looks like they're self-made millionaires. And so you feel this pressure, or maybe it's like family members who've been super successful or somebody who's in the same organization as you or someone who's graduate, you just compare yourself to these other people and you know your own potential. So the pressure that you feel knowing your potential is very real. And again, it just is one of the reasons why you feel like you're not enough.
I want to mention my pillow that I've been sleeping on that my husband tried to steal from me last night. So I think I mentioned in a previous episode that I bought this pillowcase. You know, there's lots of silk and satin pillowcases, but I found one that is insane. And then I bought a matching robe. And then I bought the spray that you spray your pillows with before you go to bed or your bed linens. And it's like eucalyptus and lavender and it smells delicious. I discovered all of those products after initially it was a silk pillowcase from Blissey that made a huge difference for me that I bought because I had was watching a bunch of videos of people talking about like how to repair overly chemically processed hair like mine that's super fine anyways and everyone swears by using a silk pillow. So then I did a little bit of research and found this pillowcase by Blissey and it's not just that it keeps my hair detangled and it's better at night for your hair, but it's also temperature regulating, which is huge. It's also hypoallergenic and you can just like throw it in the washing machine. Everybody loves these pillowcases. I freaking love their robe too. But by the way, over 1 million people have tried Blissey and you can now try Blissey for 60 nights risk-free. Okay, and get this, for a limited time, Blissey is giving my listeners an additional 30% off. That's a total of 55% off. What the what? Yes, plus free shipping. 55% off plus free shipping. Hello, go there. The link is in the show description or just go to blissy.com forward slash Shaleen. Use code Shaleen. That gets you 55% off. That's insane. Stock up. And again, it just is one of the reasons why you feel like you're not enough. And when that happens, it often results in us feeling overwhelmed and anxiety. And when we feel overwhelmed, and anxious, it's very difficult to make a decision. It's difficult to make a decision, even to take action, when we fear that what if the action I take isn't big enough? What if it's not the right decision? What if it's not the right action? And then you find yourself paralyzed by fear of making the wrong decision, so you make no decision, which results in this feeling that you're just stuck, you're doing nothing, and that pressure of your potential just keeps building up because you know what you're capable of. You know your skills, you know your talents, you you know what you have inside of you. And you feel like you're supposed to be making this like huge impact on the world. Yet the thought of doing that and doing it in the wrong way or taking the wrong step first just overwhelms you. And this one I think is especially true for women. And fellas, tell me if I'm wrong. Please let me know if I'm underrepresenting your feelings in this. But I just feel like for women, there's this paradoxical societal expectation. Again, a lot of this has to do with social media where women are now expected to start a family much later. Like start a family after you've already established yourself as a boss babe, after you already have this like team of people who are working for you, after you've already made your impact and you have hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram and you're a self-made millionaire, that's when you should then consider finding a man and settling down. And now you're struggling with fertility and you're supposed to be running this business and be an amazing nurturing mother. So there's this paradoxical pull where you maybe feel a biological desire to nurture and to be a mother and to be present and to be soft. But yet at the same time, there's this societal pressure that's telling you at the same time, while you're being sexy, while you're being a female, while you're also being motherly, you're also supposed to be masculine and running a business and wearing high heels and in a power suit and growing your business and not feel like you're failing. Ladies, I'm here to tell you because I've been there. It is really hard 
to pair those two things up. I remember when I was, you know, a young mom and growing my business and watching so many of the men who were kind of doing some of the same things I was, like mean starting their businesses and growing these startups. And I remember thinking that there's no way they could have felt the same kind of guilt and pressure that I felt as a mom to be there and be present. And it was hard. And I often made decisions. I regularly made decisions that honored my family, even though that kind of killed my ego. Do you know what I mean? Like it's an ego stroke to get on stage and have people applaud for you. It was an ego stroke to be have people fly me to different locations to do appearances and speak on stages. That felt really good. But yet when my children were young, I knew that it wasn't the right thing for me. And so that's when I started doing podcasting. Did you know that? That's when I started doing podcasting was because I wanted to make an impact, but I also knew I only had this like one really small moment, this like tiny little season to be an amazing mom. And that was hard. Being a mom wasn't hard. Keeping myself focused on the right decision when my ego was saying, oh, but you could do this and look at these people wanting to speak there and look at this woman who's, she's doing it. She's got kids and she's on in a different location every single weekend and she's on stages and she's on TV and you could be doing that too. So you're not doing enough. But I'm here to tell you that you need to put your priorities in writing because you can't do all the things for all the people all the time. The only balance is the balance that you decide is the right balance. And you have to do that based on your priorities, like what is more important to you. So you've got to get out of the comparison game. You've got to stop like deciding that you're not doing enough in business, or maybe you are, or maybe you need to do more in business. Maybe growing your business is more of a priority for you right now than pouring into your kids. Like maybe that's your, your husband or your spouse's role. And, and you know, I'm not trying to be like sexist or anything because I know like everyone's situation is different, but like, hello, you know what I'm saying? Like for me personally, I just had to make a decision like what is my priority and then what is my husband's priority? How, how do we match these things up with our actions? And if you don't put that in writing, when an incredible opportunity is presented to you, you forget your values. It's so easy to say to yourself and to justify things. Like, I mean, at one point when our, television or when our um, infomercial was on TV all the time. And that's when I was getting these offers to do like TV shows or like talk shows and not, I shouldn't say offers. I was getting the invitations to like, I'm not trying to sound like that, but I, I would get invitations to go and audition for some of these opportunities in Hollywood. And I just remembered a certain point having a discussion with my husband and saying, this would be amazing. This is like my lifelong dream, but I don't get another chance to be here for my kids. Like if this were to happen, if I were to be offered this opportunity, I wouldn't be able to be there to pick them up after school. My schedule wouldn't be my own. And so I had to say no. And I had to know that made me enough based on my own values and priorities. Like the whole thought that you aren't enough, where did that come from? Because you weren't born believing you weren't enough. And one of my favorite experts. I'm going to link to her book. It's called Tell Yourself a Better Lie. I cannot recommend this book more emphatically. She's an incredible author and she's a hypnotist. And one of the things she says is that in order to really uncover 
why it is you struggle with these thoughts that you're not enough, you need to really uncover where did these thoughts stem from? Where do they start? But inside, when you think you're not enough, it's such an insidious, horrible thing. But you know what? It's not even true. So I want you to take a minute and just take a minute right now and think about where do I doubt my enoughness? Is it in my career? Is it in my love life? Is it in my professional life? Is it around my family? Where does it get me this, I'm not enough? Who taught you to compare yourself? Where does it come from? Wherever and however and whenever you learned to believe you're not enough, it wasn't true. Someone taught you that because they were probably taught it too. The truth is you are enough. You are more than enough. And when you can tap into the truth about you that you're enough, when you believe it, something magical happens. And that is you give the whole world permission to join you in knowing you're enough. And perhaps the most common reason why many people struggle to feel that they are not enough is because of early childhood experiences. You've created this belief in your head and the brain searches for evidence to support that belief. Even if there's a preponderance of evidence that conflicts with your belief, your brain won't see it. It will be like a heat-seeking missile for that one thing that's like, okay, here we go. Here's confirmation that I'm not enough. Here's confirmation that I'm not smart enough, that I'm not tall enough, that I'm not pretty enough, that I'm not thin enough, that I'm not like whatever the enough is. We search for those things because our brain's job is to do what we're telling it. And if you're telling yourself that you're not enough fill in the blank, then your brain is like, okay, I understand the assignment. I will find that evidence. And you just keep stacking up that evidence. And that's the only thing that you're paying attention to is the evidence that supports your negative belief. That's cognitive dissonance. This pill that we just got from the pharmaceutical company, it's the greatest, best thing for your issue. And I give you this pill and you get better. And then later you find out it was a sugar pill and everybody goes, yeah, that's called the placebo effect. And I go, what does it really mean? I said, you didn't get healed by the pill, you got healed by the belief in the pill. And I go, well, yeah, that, that's what placebo is all about. And at least one third, minimum of one third of all medical intervention is, uh, it's the placebo effect that where the healing comes from. Everybody goes, yeah, I know about the placebo. I go, yeah, but that's a result of positive thinking. W what about negative thinking? Uh, and this is what we don't talk about, but the reality is it's equally powerful in regard to affecting your biology as is positive thinking, but it works in the opposite direction. A negative thought is called the nocebo effect, can cause any disease and, and you can die. If you believe you're gonna die, you can die from the belief. So uh, we really have to watch out because as psychologists would tell us, 70% or more of our thoughts are negative and redundant. We're playing the same negative thoughts. I go, if, if thoughts had nothing to do with it, fine. But thoughts, positive or negative, shape our biology. And all of a sudden it says, well, now it's time to wake up. Everybody's afraid we're not enough. Everybody's afraid we're not rich enough, smart enough, young enough, quick enough, fast enough. It's human nature. But the secret is to do it anyway. I know that sounds so simplistic. My work when I'm working with somebody is showing them how to condition themselves, like building a muscle, so that you take action first automatically. Because if you don't do that, it's hard. You lose momentum. It's like, how do I get started? Where do I go? Do anything <laughs> to start the process of moving forward rather than let fear stop you. Oh, update. By the way, you guys. So remember like a couple weeks ago when I told you about this super cool water bottle and I said I would get you a discount code? I got one. They responded to me. Okay. So this is the bigger bottle. I think it's like 32 ounces. I love it. I use this for everything. 
like all my fitness videos and stuff, I film it with this. You can turn it all the different ways. And I have this like 10X mirror that's magnetic and I stick it to that and I, I just put my makeup on with this little bottle. Anyways, I'll put the discount code because I did promise you. And if you're listening to the audio right now, you have to go see this video. It's a super cool water bottle that doubles as a tripod. And if you're a content creator or just somebody who wants to watch my YouTubes and have your water bottle handy, this thing is amazing. Anyways, okay, back to you. So the question is, if you are plagued by these constant negative thoughts, what do you do about it? How do you change them? In the book, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, the author says something to the effect, if you had a friend who spoke to you the way you speak to yourself, you'd cut that person out of your life. You would never let somebody talk to you that way. You would know that it wasn't useful, that it was bringing you down. Yet we do this to ourselves all day long. But why? Partly, it's habit. Partly, it is choosing to use different words, different language to develop new beliefs. Instead of saying to ourselves, I am not enough, I'm not thin enough, it's learning to say, I am enough. And you don't even have to give it a qualifier. It's not, I am enough because, or I am thin enough because, or I'm tall enough because, or I'm smart enough because, I just, I am. I am because I am. A technique that I've taught for years to help people feel more confident is to imagine you have a physical evidence file. But now what you're going to do is create evidence. You're going to look for the evidence that supports the positive belief. Maybe you've considered using CBD to help you to become more relaxed, to deal with anxiety, or to deal with aches and pains. I personally find that CBD combined with a few other really important all natural ingredients for sleep have changed my bedtime routine. But I do want to mention that there are other ways you can use CBD because it is a natural product to help eliminate inflammation, to help with anxiety, with depression, sleep issues, back pain, joint pain, lots of other solutions. I can't go to bed at night without taking my sleepy gummies. However, you should keep in mind that you get 15% off everything Soul makes when it comes to their CBD products, which are 100% organic. They are made here in the USA. They have zero THC, so you don't have to worry about getting high. And not only is that a claim that they make, they third-party lab test all of their products so you can rest assured that what you're getting is actually what's on the label. But if you're in the United States and you'd like to get 15% off all of the CBD products that they make, including CBD products for your pets, go to getsoul.com forward slash Shaleen. That gives you 15% off. And that 15% is taken at checkout. A lot of you have said, I've added to the cart and I don't see the discounts. It is when you go to checkout that you will see the 15% is automatically taken off the total. Again, that's getsoul.com forward slash Shaleen for 15% off. You're going to look for the evidence that supports the positive belief. And that requires you first being aware of the negative belief. If your negative belief is, I'm not fit enough, so therefore I don't belong in the fitness industry. That was one of my beliefs. That was a belief that held me back and haunted me for years. So I had to create my own evidence file. And that meant like literally getting a, a manila folder and writing across the top tab, and I encourage you to do this, like pick the thing that you want to believe about yourself 
that I deserve to be a fitness professional or I am smart enough, I am tall enough, like whatever the positive affirmation is that you want to believe about yourself, write that across the top of the file tab. And then here's what you can do. Text some of your closest friends and say, this is something I'm working on. I have this negative belief that I am not smart enough, that I am not creative enough. And I'm wondering if you can give me an example that disproves that belief. They'll text you something back immediately because it's not true. So they're going to text you back something that actually happened, their reality that you've been ignoring. And I want you to print that out and put it in your evidence file. Now, if you don't want to make this a physical practice, if you're like, Shaleen, that's so cheesy, I'm not going to do that. Okay, fine. I need you to visualize it. If you want to make this change, I want you to visualize having a permanent evidence file. And you are now an FBI agent looking for evidence to support this positive belief. What you look for, you will find. What you focus on becomes your reality. If you believe these negative things about yourself, they have become your reality, even if they aren't the reality. And the only way to change that is by changing what it is you focus on. Next, I encourage you to examine your words. Look at the words that you're using and how it is you're framing that power because negativity is a very powerful force. And the way to fight the powerful force of negativity is to use more powerful words. Let me share with you this example from Marissa Peer. What do you think happens when you say, Jermaine, if I look at a cake, I get fat? I just can never complete things. I'm the kind of person that's no good with confrontation. I, I dry up. My mind goes blank when I have to speak. I blush when people look at me. I, I just can't work out. I've got no coordination. I can never get anywhere on time. When you say these simple throwaway words, your mind relays them to the body and they become real. One of the rules of your mind is every thought you think has a physical reaction and indeed an emotional response. Another rule of your mind is whatever you focus on, you get more of. And here's one more, your thoughts are a blueprint that your mind, body, and psyche must work to make real. Next, put your own values and your own priorities in writing. And this is so important that it be done in writing because if they're bouncing around in your head, you'll never keep them straight. And I'm not going to tell you to go off of social media because it's just not going to happen. Plus, I want you to watch my YouTube videos and listen to my podcast and watch me on Instagram. Do you follow me on Instagram? It's at Shaleen Johnson. I'd love to have you as a follower. But if you don't put your values and what it is you prioritize about yourself in writing, you'll slip back into that comparative mind every time you're on social media. You'll slip back into making excuses and comparing yourself to other people who are doing something that doesn't align with your priorities and your values. So again, because I did this and I, I put these things in writing when I was a young mother and I saw all these other women, like their careers taking off and listen, I had great success too, but I, I knew that it was happening at a slower pace because there are so many things I had to decline. I chose to decline. Hear the words I just used? I said I had to, and that's not true. I chose to decline those things because I had the confidence of knowing that I was doing enough based on my priorities and my values. Knowing and putting your priorities and your values in writing is the perfect reminder. It's the reminder that you need that I am doing enough based on what's important to me. 
Which leads me to my next tip. Define what success looks like to you in whatever area it is you feel like you're not measuring up. And your values and your priorities are going to factor into this, but like literally what does it mean to be successful as a fill in the blank, as a mother, as a daughter, as a best friend, as a, an entrepreneur, in your choice of career, as your partner's best friend, like define what success looks like to you in the area where you're the most critical of yourself and factor in what's important to you in terms of your values and your priorities. Also, be really careful about the people you surround yourself with. I mean, you can surround yourself with people who, who just never make you feel like you're doing enough and they can do that unintentionally or they can do it with malicious intent. Sometimes the people who are the most unhappy with themselves love to bring you down. So if you've got people around you who are making you for whatever reason feel like you're not enough, just carefully decide how much time you're going to give them. How much of your energy are you going to invest in them? Are they lifting you up? Are they making you feel like you are enough? Because if they're not, you should make a choice. You should make the decision to spend less time with them, if any at all. And lastly, I know it sounds really cheesy because I've struggled to do this myself, but listening to affirmations on repeat and you speaking them out loud makes a big difference. Your brain believes what you're telling it. Like the words that you speak carry so much power. You know this to be true. The words that we speak over others carry so much power. But more importantly, the words that we speak over ourselves carry so much weight. So just getting in the practice of using positive affirmations in the present tense, just make yourself a note to come back to this minute mark and speak these affirmations out loud and get in the habit of saying them with me. I am enough just as I am. Say it with me, okay? I am enough. And say it with tall posture and confidence, like you believe it. I am enough just as I am. I deserve love and acceptance for who I am. I am enough. I am worthy of all the good things that life has to offer. I trust in my abilities and I believe in myself. I am enough. I embrace my imperfections as part of what makes me unique. I am constantly in pursuit of growing and evolving, but I'm still enough in this moment. I release the need to compare myself to others because I am enough. I am confident in my own worth and I know my value. Say it with me. I am enough. I am enough. I love and accept myself unconditionally. I am enough. Now I want you to say I am enough five more times with me out loud. All right, here we go. And stand up tall, good posture, take a deep breath in. I want you to feel confident when you say this. I am enough. 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 I'm enough and you don't need to justify why you are enough. You're enough because you are. Listen, I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.